Hello, everyone, and welcome back to I've Got a Question with Faith Wicker and Deborah Green. I want to start and say thank you so much to everyone who is tuning into the podcast. We are getting just a great number from everyone who's supporting this and everyone who's choosing to listen in. So um, we're getting such a wonderful response, and I'm getting so many more questions through that anonymous form. And I mean, we have episodes now for about three, four months, probably even more. And we are so excited that you guys are finding this interesting and you feel the want to uh, continue asking questions. So thank you so much to everyone who is listening to the podcast. And today uh, we are continuing with our sin and prayer topic. We left off last week on the impartable sin and we didn't get much into that just because, I mean, that is a beast in itself to try and talk about. It so, is. It's huge. <laughs> today, we are going to be talking about the impartable sin. So, Deborah Green, what is the impartable sin? All right. Let's first go back. Last week, we talked about the Trinity. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And, and God the Father is the creator. He's the one who is the judge. He's the one who's the, the solid part, if you will, of the Trinity. Then there's Jesus who came. He's the son who left heaven, came to earth uh, to reconcile us to God. All right. And then when he went to heaven, the Holy Spirit was sent to us. So we need to understand the Trinity so we can understand this question, which is huge. I'm surprised you kids are asking about the unpardonable sin. I have adults <laughs> that don't even ask about it. Now, I'll give you a little history. It's in the book of Hebrews, and the book of Hebrews is not the any it's not a book about the Gentiles. The Gentiles didn't know anything about the Jewish religion, but the Hebrews, that's everything they knew. So they knew all the Old Testament, and so now Jesus is replacing some things, all right? And so we find in the book of Hebrews, there's four impossibles. The first impossible, now listen, we know what impossible means. It means totally unable, impotent. It means it's just not possible. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> right, at all. So um, one of the first impossibles in the book of Hebrews, it's impossible for God to lie. It's totally impossible. He cannot lie. He is the truth. He is all truth. Okay, he'll never lie to you. Never. All right? And so when we look at the scriptures, it says literally they were inspired by God, and man wrote them down. God spoke these, and then man wrote them down. Now, it's interesting, too, that we need to remember that that these impossibles um, help us organize or to think about the important things. These are all important things. So the first one, it's impossible for God to lie, and that's in Hebrews 6. We find that, and this is considered, and, and this is where the impardonable sin is in chapter 6, and it's considered the mature chapter. It means baby Christians should stay away from this chapter. <laughs> This is a chapter for those of us that want to chew meat, not drink, not drink baby milk. Does that make sense? The next thing it says is impossible to please God without faith, that we have to have faith. And it's interesting because faith runs heaven. Yeah. So when we go to heaven, if we don't have faith, we're not going to know how to function there. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah you have because to believe. I mean, 
That's exactly right. How do you expect to go anywhere if you right. don't believe in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said it's so impossible to to please God. It's hard to function at all without faith. And we find that in Hebrews eleven, which is the faith chapter, yeah. when we're talking about the book of Hebrews. Then it talks about um, it's impossible for animal blood to take away our sin. Now that's in Hebrews 10. Like sacrificial? Yes, because that's what they were doing in the Old Testament. So when somebody sinned, they had to come to the temple and they would, uh, if it was a little sin, I told you before last week that man has a way of categorizing sin. This is a big sin. This is a little sin. Well, yeah, just to make sense of things. Right. Well, we think that way, but God thinks of sin as just sin. Just in general. Right. Um, and and see, it's, it's, it's singular. He looks at it as one thing. Yeah. All right. And um, he doesn't look at it as we have... 5,000 th- sins, and therefore we need... It, it's, it's amazing, because literally, um, if, if I have one sin, he has mercies, which is plural, to cover all of that. Yeah. So God is huge in abundance, and we need to remember that. Okay, so in the Old Testament, they would bring, say it was a... They thought it was a little sin. They lied or something. I don't know. Uh-uh. They would bring a dove... And they would have to take the dove to the priests at the temple and they would kill the dove and offer it to God. And then they would have to wash their hands in the laver and go through this whole ritual. That's strange. I know. And we can talk (laughs) about that later because the temple is really interesting. The whole, uh, how each part takes care of something else. But see, now we have Jesus taking the place of that. Yeah. Jesus is the perfect sacrificial lamb. He was perfect. He came here on earth, was tempted uh, the same way that we're tempted, and yet he did not sin. He had to stay his whole life cleansed, clean, so when he gave his life and he shed his blood for us to cover our sin, uh, then it could be fulfilled and we could be rectified and reconciled to God again. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, knowing that... And uh, that's Hebrews 10, which is considered the salvation chapter. So we have our we have our salvation through Jesus Christ. No longer do we get salvation through a goat. No longer do <laughs> we get a salvation from a pigeon. No longer yeah. do we get salvation through a bull. If they offered a bull, uh, it was a big sin. It was a big deal. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the so, bigger the sin, the bigger yeah, the animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so now let's go to where it talks about the fourth impossible. All right? Well, go back through the first three. It, it's, God okay. is God can't lie. God, It's totally impossible for totally God impossible to lie. to lie. Right. And it's impossible to please him without faith. We have to live in faith. In order to right. please uh huh, and then it's impossible, impossible to for animal to blood. get our salvation through an animal. There's gotcha. still religion where people are doing that in the world. 
Well, well, yeah, I see it all over in, like, social medias and random videos. Yeah, they do crazy stuff like that. All right. <laughs> and then this one, it's impossible to re be renewed. Now, let's, I'll start at the beginning of chapter six. I've got my Bible here. I hope it's not making too much noise with all the paper. <laughs> I know you have your phone Bible, but I have oh, my, I'm good. <laughs> I have my Bible Bible. Well, your Bible Bible has notes in it, so it's probably a good thing you're using that. Well, it's kind of a mess. I've... <laughs> I've had this Bible faith the day we got married. When your pa and I got married, I got this Bible. And wow. so it's really special. It's kind of at, a special at one. First, at first, I tried reading it, and it was hard for me. Yeah. And then um, I asked the Holy Spirit to help me. And now I, I, I've tried to do three or four other new ones. I'm working on them. <laughs> but I tell you what, this one is just so good and so easy for me to read and to to explain things because it's it's not so wordy it just bottom lines it so yeah. this is yeah and there's a there's pages missing and i can show you a couple pages where your mom wrote in here it's, <laughs> it's yeah, actually it's scribble right. it's scribble it's scribble but it's good all right now chapter six and I start in verse 1. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about Christ, let us press on to maturity. All right. So right there, he's telling us this chapter is about mature. being mature. Yeah. Not laying, again, a foundation of repentance from dead works and the faith toward God. So he's saying um, the elementary things, you don't get rid of them when you get a mature thought. It's progressive. You know, you build a foundation on the basics and then you add to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, faith toward God of instruction about washings. Now, that's baptism. Yeah. We we know about baptism. And the laying on of hands. And sometime we can talk about laying on of hands. All right? And the res resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Now, remember, eternal judgment is different. God judges different than we do. Yeah. He thinks totally different. He is, he is all love. He is all creator. He is, um, he is so full of faith, so full of mercy, so full of grace. Yeah. That we just we just don't understand. Uh, but he does have boundaries. When he when God says enough is enough, it's that, enough. Yeah. yeah you don't want to test that. You don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this we shall do if God permits. For in the case of those, okay. Now here's here's the scripture right here. Yeah. So he's saying we're going to lay aside elementary things. Now we're going to do something mature. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance. What doesn't it say? <laughs> I mean, that's that's what's interesting. This is a list. Yeah. Do you see the list here? Well, yeah, I mean, and, 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 I mean, you have to work. To not. We're not, it. yeah, we're, listen, we don't lose our salvation like we lose pocket change. Or I can't find my necklace. Yeah. We don't just misplace our salvation. It is a covenant. Yeah. A covenant means, and it's not a contract. We in America, in our culture, think that covenant's a contract. A, a contract, we can, we can break. A contract, we go to a lawyer and get it dissolved. Yeah. Okay. Avoid but it. a covenant means abandoning the option to quit. 
you cannot get it undone. Huh. Yeah. So when God, and see, when Jesus came, when God sent Jesus, and Jesus willingly offered his life. Yeah. That was covenant because it was made through blood. It's not a contract. If it's made that, through blood. You know. Uh, that somebody can weasel their way out of it. No, no way. Okay, does that make sense? Not even if you're doing everything to wrong. get out of it. Everything wrong. You're purposely doing something to... Honey, I know a lot of people that do a lot of things wrong. And many times, babe, they are so uh, deceived. They're so wanting attention. Yeah. And quite frankly... When it talks about mature things, if people, I mean, a little child will do stupid little things in front of you. Well, yeah, just right. to test the limits. Right. And, and sometimes we do that as teenagers. Sometimes we do it as Adults, grandmas. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's silly because when we grow up, we should be able to say, I need some tension, attention. Yeah. I need some help. I, right now, I'm not doing good. Please yeah. help me. I can't tell you enough people I'm forever saying to, let me know where you're at. You know, when we see each other in, in Walmart, you'll say, hi, how are you? Well, that's become a salutation, but we really don't want the answer. Yeah. Because a lot of times people like will go, the I'm not doing good. My head is really messed up right now. Yeah. Or I don't have any money and I'm trying to figure out how I can get these groceries. Yeah. Honestly, we need to be real. Faith, that's what I love about our relationship. <laughs> yeah. We do real, real good. Probably used to say that all the time. We do real, real good. Oh, absolutely. And and that's what God's talking about, being real. That's part of faith. Yeah. Walking the faith, being honest with yourself and honest with other people. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, let's get back to our... For in the case of those who have been, number one, enlightened... So that means enlightened. The root word light means, uh, and it says Jesus said himself, I am the light. Yeah. So we have to really have a relationship with Jesus and understand his thoughts, the mind of Christ. Yeah. Okay. Number two, and have tasted of the heavenly gift. Oh, my goodness. Uh, tasted, you know what taste well, means. Well, yeah. You yeah, that you really, it. you savor it. You love it. Yeah. You, you want more of it. It's like, I want another creme brulee. Oh, I, want... I love creme brulee. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But that we've tasted the heavenly gift. You know, there are people that have gone to heaven, and they said 98% of the people that have had a near-death experience literally don't want to come back. Because it is so awesome. Okay? And so tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit. Now, notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say partakers of God, partakers of Jesus. See, those two are protecting the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Remember when I told you last week? That they all protect each other. Right. But the important one is the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is here right now. His ministry is here on earth. His ministry is to help you, to enlighten you, to, to lead you, to guide you, to teach you. He, and, and literally, he's the one who has feelings and nurtures us. Okay? He's yeah. probably the most feminine of the Godhead. All right? And How do you partake in the Holy Spirit without partaking in 
God or Jesus? Because you'd think you'd have to do it all together, right? Well, now, see, the interesting thing about that is the Holy Spirit's here to guide us, right? Yeah. And the sin against him is considered impardonable because sin against him is against the only one who can reveal Jesus and God to you. He's the one talking. He's the one talking to you right now. That's what's so important. See, the Holy Spirit's important. When people talk against the Holy Spirit, yeah, uh, they're only hurting themselves. It's so sad. And and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to give us. The Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. God so loved the world that He gave. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is the Holy Spirit is here with us, which means every morning when we wake up, he wants to give us something. Yeah. And a lot of times we ignore him. Yeah. In fact, it says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And and I just figured, you know, when I read that scripture that you grieve the Holy Spirit, I just thought, well, he might be a little sad or he might be a little miffed or, you know. Yeah. Because to me, it might be a little thing. Yeah. Because we get this comparison contrast thing going. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But when I studied out that we can grieve the Holy Spirit, it was the same type of grieving that I grieved when your pa died. That when my brother Chris died, I mean, I buckled over. It's gut-wrenching. I just can't. That's how hurt he is when we don't receive his gifts. Yeah. When we don't receive what he wants to bring us that day. Maybe he's going to protect us from a car wreck. Maybe that day he's going to teach us how much our mom loves us. Yeah. Maybe he's going to give us breath because there's COVID going around. Yeah. Who knows? But we need to understand the Holy Spirit is so important. Yeah. And this is why, this is what, you know. Uh, so is that the sin against the Holy Spirit? Is yeah, it's about not the, receiving uh-huh. that all, gift. Yeah, but look at all this. It's not it's not just not receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's being enlightened, number one. Two, tasted of the heavenly gift. Number three, partaker of the Holy Spirit. Number four, have tasted the good word of God, which means the truth, that we have really functioned in the truth. Read the Bible. Right. And the powers of the age to come, all right? And um, we can talk about that in just a minute because that's in Matthew 12. And then have fallen away. Now, fallen is really not the right word. It really means to the reality and the facts of faith and everything we have to hand back. It's not like we fall off a cliff. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. But look at there are uh, five things, five, six things that we have to actively, actively do. Not be doing? No, actively doing that. We would we would get rid of all these things. I mean, there that wouldn't even be common sense. I mean, when you have all these good things handed to you. Why would you Nobody wants try to, to get rid of that? Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, if someone walked in right now and said, I have an envelope for Faith Wicker and it has a million dollars in it. Yeah, you I would, would take not that. ignore it, would you? Or, <laughs> no. or yeah, I have car keys here for Faith Wicker. Well, that might be nice. Yeah, well, sure. But see, those are gifts. And it says here, he only gives good gifts. It's impossible for God to lie. Yeah. Okay. And then again to repentance, which they again crucified to themselves, the son of God, and have put him to open shame. Oh, man. That's like asking Jesus, I need you to go back on the cross. That doesn't That's seem not right. smart at no. all, is it? No, not at all. It's just, it's crazy. So 
when people get this idea that they've sinned so much that they're not going to heaven. Because mm. God is a God of justice. Yeah. And he sent his son and knows what temptation's like. Yeah. All the temptations. But he didn't sin. Now, see, um, when does when does sin happen? It's when there's a temptation and we act on it in the wrong way. Yeah. And see, that's what the Holy Spirit's trying to help us not do, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay, so it's one of these things where, I mean, you have to you have to work like crazy. Um, I had one person one time say, "So this is like Darth Vader." <laughs> they did. They said so. The unpardonable sin is like Darth Vader. You know, he tasted of the Force, but then he left all the good stuff and turned wicked and blah blah blah. But at the end, there is redemption for him, and that's a story of flesh. He was yeah. flesh. He wasn't a god. He wasn't. A demigod. He wasn't. He's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's James Earl Jones. <gasps> <He's> <laughs> <a breathing. laughs> I know. We all know Darth Vader from, from that. But it's interesting. It it was one of these things of of uh, if you read this. I mean, faith. If you read this over and over again and study out what it means, we're talking about Satan and his angels. Yeah. And they have chosen to leave heaven. They were kicked out, absolutely, but they made choice. They made and the they choice. weren't given the choice. Yeah. See, because, and who's to take their place now? It's us. Yeah. So it's interesting because they were never given a free will. Yeah. You and I were given a free will. Mankind was given a free will. Yeah. And why did, why did God give us a free will? Because he wanted someone to love him that picked him to love. Oh, yeah, that might make sense. I wouldn't want someone to love me yeah. if I forced them to. Well, right. And, and who wants a robot doing it? Oh. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, when your pa picked me and I picked him, we, we knew it was special. It was yeah. our choice. And we knew we belong to each other that's that's what god wants he wants love he wants he wants love back he's given us love god so loved the world he loved mankind so much he sent the best thing he could send which is son his only son yeah man i don't see how we can love <laughs> god i mean really, yeah. he loves us so we really need to get enlightened about how much god loves us yeah. I mean, seriously, he, he loves every single one of us, and he wants to give each of us a purpose and a desire. I mean, I just, when I was 16, I, 16, 18, you know, you guys age, I just didn't have big plans for myself. I thought I'd always be an introvert. I'd never go anywhere. Um, nobody cared about me. I'm telling you what, when I found God as my Savior and as, my, as the lover of my soul, I mean, yeah. he loved my thoughts. I mean, he honestly listened, and, and, and he gave me bigger dreams. Yeah. Incredible dreams. I've been around the world. I know. I never ask for that, but I'm telling you what. I mean, I have seen things that I never thought possible. Yeah. Because he loves me, and he loves you. He has a grand purpose for your life. Yeah. Every single person, he's given gifts to them. Every single person. Yeah. And they need to discover them. Yeah. And then just go for it. 
in their excellence. Yeah. I mean, God loves us so much. I can't, I just, <laughs> really, I mean, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for us. Yeah. He went to hell. He had to free all the people that were down in hell. And then he went to the right hand of the Father. And now he's still caring for us so much that he's praying specifically for us that we're going to have the victory, that we're going to have successes, that, and boy, do we need them right now. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. We're in some war at the moment within our country. I mean, within... Really? And you know what, Faith? Let's just talk about that for a second. Um, this whole cancer, uh, cancel culture, I, ha- I have a hard time I saying hate it. cancel culture. The it's can- ridiculous. I know, but it's interesting. What they are canceling out is our free will. God gave us choice. He gave us our free will so we can we can choose what we want to do, not have somebody else tell us what we can and can't do. Yeah. Well, that's he even like us, our First Amendment, right? Like freedom exactly of speech, right. freedom which, of thought. Freedom which was of... all from the Bible, the Constitution, our founding fathers. Everything they did was from, from the, the Bible. Bible. Right. And when they got stuck on something, you can see this in the Smithsonian because I was there read it out, they would they would stop their meeting, go and pray, and then come, come back, back when they believe they received an answer from the Lord. But, what? But see, yes, it says that God wants to give us liberty. They did God not wants to give us freedom. That's free will. Freedom is free will. Yeah. You know, he gave us rights that nobody can take away. Yeah. Privileges can be taken away. Rights can't. Yeah. All right? And so... When I, when I started hearing about this cancel thing, I'm going, wait a minute. God created me. You can't cancel me out. Right. And he gave me a free will. <laughs> and, and he wants me to discover things and love things. And I mean, he wants the best for us. He sent the best, Jesus. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, one of your questions <laughs> right there you were talking about was someone asked, how do you pray? Yeah. And um, that's what's so important about this. Prayer is communication with God. Let's basically put the definition down, okay? It's communication with God. Yeah. So a lot of people think that we think to God, okay? Now, that's called mental assent. So Mm. they're thinking. Yeah. Now, when I'm talking to you, I don't sit here and do like Sheldon on (laughs) Big Bang, where he holds his head (laughs) You know, he holds his head and they go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to you. So you pick it up telepathically. Uh, you don't, you don't do that. I don't do that with you. No. You just flat talk out loud. Oh yeah. You just talk. Right. That's what God wants. Oh. He just wants us to talk. Prayer is talking to him. A lot of people say, God doesn't talk to me. Ask him a question. Yeah. That's how I get you to talk a lot of times. What's going on, Faith? You're not yourself. Well, then, do you, do you have to pray out loud? Well, it's interesting because the Bible says when we have a problem or an issue, you know, and we take it in prayer, it literally says, speak to the mountain. Yeah. That, it doesn't say, think to the mountain. It doesn't say, be silent to the mountain. It doesn't say, uh, you know, quite frankly, a lot of people say, uh, let's have silent prayer. I can't find that in the Bible anywhere. In fact, when you go back to Genesis, it says when God wanted to create something, it says God spoke, Hmm. light be, 
and it says light became. Yeah. God spoke it. We're created in his image. So we should speak. It's not hard. Um, Does that mean your prayer will be canceled out if you choose to pray in your head? Like what if, what if you're at school and right now with the culture that we're in today, unfortunately, praying in school isn't necessarily socially Mm -hmm. acceptable. Mm -hmm. From experience, Mm -hmm. it's not socially Mm -hmm. acceptable. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to pray over their food at lunch, but doesn't want to pray out loud for fear of, you know, that cancel culture as we were talking about earlier. I know, I know. Would that prayer be any less valid than a prayer that you said out loud? It's interesting because the Bible says the the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man avails much. So if your heart is in it and you want your food to be blessed, if your heart is in it, all right, and, and, um, and say, I, I can't speak. Say, I can't literally speak. God is not going to hold me, you know, at oh, a you disadvantage. Have to say oh, yeah, you yeah. have to. Because if, you, if you're not capable of it, and it talks about God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance. That's from First mm. Samuel 15. So God's, God knows when you can and when you can't, and he knows your heart. Feelings, your heart strength. That's what's so important about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But man, I'm telling you what, when you speak something out loud, you put it in the atmosphere and things have to change. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, I can say that from experience for sure. If I'm truly thinking like, oh, I am going to actually put my heart into this prayer, I see some genuine change. You do. You have powerful prayers. Oh yeah. I've listened to you. I have huh, listened to you. I wonder you. where I get that from. Oh, <laughs> you know what? At at first, when I was praying out loud, because uh, I came from a church where they didn't pray out loud. Yeah. Everything was always quiet. Be quiet for two minutes. Don't move. Blah, blah, blah. Don't do this. Don't and, do that. I know. It's all don'ts. That's what's <laughs> so awesome. God is doing. God is always doing something. He's always giving gifts. I mean, that's doing. That's not holding back. Yeah. So, um... Anyhow, when I started to speak out loud, I would do it in the car when I was not with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the shower. Nobody knew what I was doing. <laughs> it was a great time to talk to God. Yeah. So you can find any time to talk to him. It's a great start, too. I mean, just to get into that swing. And um, if you are looking for that relationship with God, that is the easiest prayer you could possibly say out loud. And it's the best gift. It really is. It really is the best gift of all. In fact, Faith, would you mind if you repeated after me so if there are people listening, they can pray this and have, have an experience with God himself? Absolutely. Um, and everybody, I just want you to know, give God a try. What's it going to hurt to give God Almighty a try? Just say this, Father God... Father God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I offer you, I offer you, my life, my life, all of it, all of it, good and bad, good and bad, and I receive your son, and I receive your son, as Savior, as Savior, and I allow you in, and I allow you in, to manifest, to manifest, and make yourself real to me, and make yourself real to me. Amen. Amen. And it's just as easy as that. You've made that dedication. And if you chose to make your dedication just then, we are rooting. We are celebrating. There is a party up in heaven celebrating that choice that you've decided to make today. And 
It uh, says angels are celebrating. I can hardly <laughs> wait to talk about angels. Anybody want to talk about oh, I'm angels? I'm so excited. We planned out all of our episodes for the next several weeks. We are so excited to have finally been able to break up some of these questions. And I mean, you guys have some serious questions. They are. They're awesome. They're, I'm so excited that you guys are taking this seriously. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening in. Next week, we do have a very fun topic. I've decided we're going to keep it a secret as to not give anything away. But we have some (laughs) wonderful things planned for the next several weeks. So, again, thank you so much to everyone who is listening. The form for the questionnaire, if you have any questions, is in the description of this podcast. It is also in my Instagram bio at faith underscore and underscore sass22. And if you have any questions please, please, please feel free to reach out and we can answer those on the side or anything like that. So again, thank you everyone who is listening in and supporting and we will see you all next week for some more fun. Have a great night, guys.